Amen. Wow. Amen. What a wonderful year it's been. To God be the glory, great things he's done. And uh, as we just think about uh, these pictures, it's, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to notice the corn growing when you're in the middle of the field. (laughs) You know what I mean? And uh, nobody knows what I mean. This is Illinois corn. Nod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what you mean, but we're going to nod, Pastor. Whatever. Okay. No, it is. I mean, and so uh, it's just healthy for us to take some time, um, and especially this last Sunday of the year, to really think back about uh, just the many different ways God has blessed us and uh, the, the blessings that we have received really come in our relationships with one another and uh, the sustaining relationships that uh, are really immersed in, um, in love and in unity. Um, and it comes as a gift from God. These, these images that we just saw here and these memories of this past year really constitute uh, God's gift to our church family. And it's a gift that uh, we have seen uh, day in and day out. It's a, it's a gift that, uh, it's, it's the kind of gift that keeps giving. Uh, it's the gift that uh, shows up in all of our elders' meetings. We've had about 20 elders' meetings uh, this past year, and they are two-hour meetings, and the first hour is spent in uh, devotions and prayer over you all. Um, and it's the kind of gift that God is giving in our deacon ministry team, where before, before they answer the question, who will we show physical, tangible love to today, uh, and this month, uh, they meet together for devotions and prayer. Uh, it's the kind of gift that uh, makes your small group a healthy small group. It's the kind of gift where when it exists around your family of origin, the meals are uh, more savory, and uh, your relationships are sweeter. It's just this wonderful, wonderful gift. And the gift that I'm talking about here, the gift that we've seen up on this screen, the gift that God is giving our church family in so many different ways is the gift of unity. The gift of unity. And it is a gift that I want to talk about this morning. Um, If you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to Psalm 133. Psalm 133. And um, you might need uh, the Bibles that are in the pouch this morning because we're going to actually recite this psalm together. So um, Psalm 133, you'll find on page 519 of your church Bibles. This beautiful gift of unity is what the psalmist savers in Psalm 133, page 519 in your church Bibles. And it's three verses, and I'd like for us to just recite it together. All right? Here we go. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. 
It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. This is God's word. Psalm 133, this beautiful gift of unity. Uh, Now, there's a story behind this psalm, and here's the backstory. It has to do with David, a psalm of ascents of David, of David. David, it is thought, uh, wrote this psalm when he became the king over all of Israel. He had captured Jerusalem. He had unified the country after years of division from the previous king, Saul. But now, Jerusalem, the new capital of Israel, uh, it was a time of peace, a time of unity. And so, verse 1, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And Psalm 133 is a song that reflects this. Additionally, this psalm is a part of a collection of psalms from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. Each of those psalms in that playlist uh, is a song of ascent, a song of ascent. And the song of ascents is this collection, this playlist of psalms which God's people sang together on their pilgrimage to Jerusalem, to the temple, three times a year. God had commanded that his people gather as one worshiping community at three feasts throughout the year. And so while en route to Jerusalem... They would sing these songs on the way. And the approach to the city of Jerusalem from any direction to the Temple Mount is up. Thus, the song of ascents. They're ascending the city and the Temple Mount. And this particular psalm, Psalm 133, Sung while en route, this particular song answers the question, what is happening to us on our way to worship in the holy city? What's happening to us? What's becoming of us as we worship together in the temple? That's a good question for us to keep in mind as we gather here. Every Lord's Day morning. What's happening to us? To us? A question maybe that needs to be asked more. Because, you know, we are fierce, liberty-loving, independent Americans. And so it's hard to think about the idea of us, the we. What's happening to us as we gather on our way to worship? Before the Lord. And the answer to that question is something good, something pleasant. Unity is what's happening to us. The unity of God's people, the unity of Israel, the unity of the 12 tribes as they converge uh, as one holy community to the Lord. 
That's what's happening to us. We are being united, and that's why verse 1 contains the big idea. How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. There's nothing like getting along. There is nothing like getting along. Getting along is good. Peace is pleasant. Unity is my friend. I mean, that's true, isn't it? That's true. It's true in all relationships. There's nothing like a family that's around the Christmas dinner table where love is the main course. There's nothing like a work team or a sports team where there's cohesive unity and tight solidarity between its members. And, and there's nothing like a church family where God's people are getting along It's a sight to behold. And so verse 1 begins with behold. Look at this. Look at this. Check this out. What you're seeing doesn't happen as often as it should. People notice when getting along is good. People notice. And you know what? People have noticed here at Windsor Road. So some of you know this, but... uh, we receive contact from those who uh, let us know that they're here, and uh, we ask for their first impressions. And so uh, I've got a whole list of comments of first impressions, folks who've been here for the first time throughout this year. And here is what I noticed first. We asked them to fill in that blank. Here's what I noticed first. And uh, here. Very friendly people. Here's what I noticed first. Welcoming. Here's what I noticed first. How welcoming everyone was on first entering. Here's what I noticed first. The greeters. Uh, um, How welcoming and inviting the church family is. Here's what I noticed first. Someone held the door open for me. All right. Uh, Here's what I noticed first. The greeters and people with specific t-shirts that could answer our questions. That's good to hear because, you know, I know know, these t-shirts and the colors and they're going, do I have to wear this? It doesn't go with anything. Now you know. It's making a difference. (laughs) Okay? Thank you. Really, thank you. The friendliness of the people. A very welcoming environment. A lot of smiling faces. Get this. uh, Someone said, my wife and I have a church home in Dewey, Illinois, but we were visiting WRCC due to a need to stay in town that day. It was a joy to worship with your body of believers, and we pray that God continues to favor your work in the community. And this is just... These are just first-time reflections from folks who've been here. And, and so, behold, people are noticing. Unity is my friend. Getting along is good. Peace is pleasant. That's the big idea. Getting along is good, verse 1. Now, this big idea is followed up by two images in verses 2 and 3. All right, let's talk about each of these images. The first image has to do with the words oil and Aaron. Verse 2, it is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. Now that sounds messy. Ew. 
I just got this robe, and now there's an oil stain on it. What's up with that? And who's Aaron? And how's he going to get that oil stain off of his collar? And why is that good? Here's why it's good. Here's why it's good. Aaron was the brother of Moses and Israel's first high priest. And oil, it's not just cooking oil, it's precious oil, fragrant oil, oil used in worship, symbolizing the presence of God. Oil has to do with being set apart and being designated for special use. So Aaron and oil go together, this priestly function, and Aaron, as the first high priest of Israel, a priest is a go-between, between Israel and God. Aaron is the go-between, but on a larger scope, Israel is God's priestly nation to the nations, you see. So God had appointed Israel to be a kind of Aaron to the nations, which is why Exodus 19 verse 6 says, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So Israel is to identify with the priestly function of Aaron and this special consecrated oil, oil running down the beard, the beard of Aaron, the beard of Aaron and onto the collar of his robes means there's a whole lot of it. Who spilled the bottle? It's scented. It's fragrant. It's aromatic. It's good. It's pleasant. Therefore, getting along, enjoying one another, unity in community, ah, oh, it's good. It's that precious. And when it happens among us, as it is happening among us, we are fulfilling our priestly function. We are fulfilling the function according to our designated mission of being a priestly community, a bridge between Jesus and the world. Oh, oh, the world says, this is what God is like. Oh, I see God when I see how God lives through his people. Oh, that's, this is good. This is pleasant. Listen, our unity in Christ is our most persuasive argument for Christ. Our unity in Christ is our most persuasive argument for Christ. That's why that oil is good. So just let it drip all over. Because by it, people smell God. And that's good. That's the first image. Oil and Aaron. Second image in, is in verse 3. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. What's Hermon? Hermon refers to Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon. Um, Israel is such a unique place topographically. So imagine, if you would, Champagne 
Illinois being 1,500 feet below sea level, (laughs) especially with all the rain we've had so far. (laughs) 1,500 feet below sea level. And then imagine Chicago, 135 miles from here, uh, at 9,000 feet above sea level, okay? So in 135 miles, you're going two miles in elevation, So Mount Hermon is the highest point in Israel, okay, over 9,000 feet, snow caps all year long, okay, lowest part, the Dead Sea, arid, dry, snow from Mount Hermon melts and flows into the Jordan River, which is the water source, so When we read the dew of Hermon, think moisture. Moisture in an arid climate. So you've got this morning alpine dew, which refreshes the ground. Snow, which when melted, refreshes. And you've got this lesser mountain, Hermon, This lesser mountain, Hermon, blessing Mount Zion, which is where Jerusalem and the temple were, okay? Now, Mount Hermon was the taller mountain, but it was not the greater mountain. Mount Zion was the greater mountain because that's where the temple was. That's where Jerusalem was, see? You've got the lesser blessing uh, the greater Mount Zion, Jerusalem, the temple, refreshment, alpine dew. Breathe that in. Let that moisture get on your skin in a dry, arid climate. That's what unity's like. Unity is that good. God blesses his people when his people live together in love and concern for one another. And it's a fragrant experience. It's a refreshing experience. It's a good experience. It's a pleasant experience. It's a gift from God. For there, the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. That's a really important point as the psalm concludes, you see. Because the blessing... The gift, getting along, peace, unity, comes from God. Comes from God. Comes down from God. It descends from God. It falls from God. Three times we read about falling, descending, coming down. You see that? The oil falls from Aaron's head to Aaron's beard. The oil falls from Aaron's beard onto Aaron's collar. The dew of Mount Hermon falls on Mount Zion. It's falling, falling, falling. What is good, what is pleasant falls and descends while God's people ascend. There's a falling and there's a climbing. The oil flowing down Aaron's beard is this priestly warmth and comfort. The dew flowing down Hermon is this refreshment and newness, 
oil and dew make our unity good and pleasant. God's unity descends as God people ascend in worship. And that can only come from God. It can only come from God. And you know why, don't you? I mean, unity is good and unity is pleasant and unity is just flat hard, isn't it? We've had some lovely pictures on the screen and we, these images are warm and wonderful and, and unity's hard because when you are on a trip with your family in the back seat of your car with your brothers and sisters, I don't know if you know this or not, but brothers bicker, sisters snipe. Uh, the first sibling story in the Bible ended in murder. And it was over religion. And then you read stories of Joseph and his brothers. And then you read stories of, of even Moses and Miriam and Aaron. And how about David and his brothers? Even the brothers of Jesus in the New Testament. And unity's hard. Brothers bicker. When I was growing up with my brothers, the idea of getting along, it's like, what's that? Why would I do that? What? Dad, that's my toy. Ricky has my toy. That's my space. Tell Ricky to stay on his side of the table. I want my space. I want the bathroom. I was here first. Dad, his toothbrush touched my toothbrush. Dad, there's a lot of drama in disunity. And so the temptation is for us, since we see it at home and at work and maybe in the neighborhood, there's a real temptation to avoid community in a place like this. Let's just stay on the surface, you know. Let me drink my coffee and I'll get out of here. So as not to risk the kind of drama that I have everywhere else. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everywhere you go are people. You know, and people are broken and people are fallen. And you're broken and you're fallen. And everywhere you go, there you are. Right? And this is why Christ came. This is, this is why Christ descended. The ultimate descent of God's blessing was the king of glory. From the greater mountain. See, from the greater mountain. He descended into greatness. He who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. But made himself nothing. He became a servant. He humbled himself even to death on a cross. The gospel that gathers us. Week in and week out. And the gospel that will never change. This gospel declares the descent of God's son. And the descent of the spirit of God's son upon his people. And the descent of life forever in Christ. There the Lord has commanded his blessing. There, life forever.
the descent of God's greatest blessing was neither oil nor dew, but blood on a cross, which when applied to our sin, makes us as fragrant as oil and as refreshing as dew. And our unity in the Holy Spirit of Christ flourishes as we journey together to worship in the same direction, on the same path, toward the same destination, at the same pace, in the name of the same person. And the world sees this and marvels how do they do that? How do they? And that question from the world is <laughs> unity in Christ is our most persuasive argument for Christ. Because we are of Aaron, we are priests. We are. So we're more than brothers and sisters, <laughs> we're priests who represent the glory of God to one another. And so, of course, we pray for one another. Of course, we encourage one another. Of course, we challenge one another. Of course, because we're priests. You need a priest. I need a priest. We are one another's priests, you see. Can you imagine 2016 with everybody understanding that? Everybody, everybody understand, everybody serving their priestly function with the right gifts in the right place, with the right people, with the right passions at the right time. Can you imagine, can you imagine, you know, passing around a microphone in this room and every person standing up full of priestly purpose and passion and with a great deal of humility saying something like hi my name is John I'm a priest I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and he's given me the spiritual gift of generosity not just generosity with my treasures but with my abilities and my talents and so I help those who need help because I love helping people I was made for this or can you imagine someone else standing up and saying, Hi, my name is Debbie. I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And I have the spiritual gift of teaching. And I love helping children get the gospel. God's using me. I was made for this. I was born for this. Someone else stands and says, Hi, my name's Courtney. I'm a priest. I love spiritual conversations with people who have doubts about God. And some of their questions are hard. Oh, but I was made for this. Someone else stands and says, Hi, I'm Betty. I'm a priest. I've got the spiritual gift of leadership. And I'm leading a small group right now. And I've never felt more in the will of God. I was made for this. Wouldn't that be amazing if every person in this room, every single priest could stand and talk about how God is using them you know, on stage, off stage, backstage. Oh my goodness. Story after story, hearing stories of priestly purpose and passion, saying, I want to live beyond myself. I want to be oil. I want to be dew. I want to offer priestly warmth. I want to offer alpine refreshment. 
You know what that is, church? That is good. That is pleasant. That is life as God intended it, life forevermore.